Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 116 of the IA Cast. My name is Michael Doeys, and this week I'm here with Aliyah Dudley. Hello. And Jason Earls. Hello, everyone. I know we skipped a week, so we're back to talk about everything tech. Happy Easter. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. We have a bit of news today, and it appears that, um, you know, Samsung kind of uh, has some issues with those folding phones, and they canceled the release. So, yeah. do any of you guys want to they talk didn't about cancel that? It. They pushed. Well, pushed they it back. Cancel the release. They pushed it back. Pushed it back. Indefinitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but more details to unfold soon. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but uh, they're they they they're folding this hand. Um. Anyway. <laughs> So, after hearing about some issues that were going on with the review units of the Galaxy Folds when they got actually into people's hands and they were having touchscreen problems, there was dust getting in the hinge and getting into the phone and causing massive issues, there were lots and lots of things going on with these devices, Samsung decided to push back the release of its Galaxy Fold and try to solve some of these problems. And uh, I just find it interesting that these issues made it past manufacturing. It just feels kind of a rush job. Because if you'll remember when, the, when this line of phones was released, you could see all of the S10 models. They were on demo. You could see them. But the Fold uh, was not there as a demo. There were only pictures. So it's kind of interesting how this worked. Yeah, that's true. I just think that, you know... Um, Samsung's rush to be first is kind of hurting them in this regard because, you know, it's like you said, a lot of these issues passed testing and um, I don't think that I would have been able to in good conscience release that phone, but obviously Samsung felt differently and now they're having to push the release back and we will see. I, I hope for their sake that these um, design changes... Um, are going, uh, whatever design changes they implement, rather, are going to help a lot of these issues because as it stands right now, I wouldn't be able to recommend the Galaxy Fold to anyone. Well, and I feel like the Galaxy Fold is an early adopter phone anyway. But even so. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, it, you take a risk when you get something that new and that conceptual and that pricey. I think the risk is too great right now, personally. I mean, you've got display issues, you've got hinge issues, so... Yeah, this is one of those cases where you do want to wait for the second, third, or fourth generation <laughs> before you buy one. If there's going to be a second, third, and fourth generation, I wonder what this is going to do to the whole uh, folding phone idea in the minds of the public. I mean, I understand Huawei still has their Galaxy Mate, or I mean, their um, the Huawei Mate Fold, or whatever they call it. Uh, but well, the issue that I have is that it's just the the latest fad is to go with folding phones, and I don't know that we need to go there. And you know, I think no. it's more <laughs> one of these circumstances where it's. If it's possible, people are going to try to do it because, you know, it's something new and they think it's going to innovate and revolutionize everything. But 
I don't know that this will. But my thing is, is that, you know, ev there's a niche for everybody and everything out there, so. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Aaliyah, you found an article that you shared in our Slack channel uh, talking about Apple and removing certain apps from the App Store. You want to talk about that? Yeah, so <clears throat> when Apple released Screen Time with iOS 12, it seems that, at least according to the opinion of this New York Times writer, Apple has also begun systematically knocking out the competition or severely limiting the power of the competition's apps. And this article talks about it and goes into some pretty deep details about what's going on and the steps um, that developers have tried to make to get their apps back in the store. But uh, the author doesn't paint a, very, paint a very rosy picture of Apple in terms of taking taking apps out of the store and 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 doing these things and and just generally not communicating with developers no they don't and i have a few mixed feelings on that there's a lot of times where apple has done this to other businesses but at the same time i feel like a lot of these screen time developers have used hacks and tricks to get around the Apple, uh, you know, using th tools that are there for other reasons to make their app work. And Apple is everything has its place kind of a thing. So if your app does something in the iOS ecosystem that it was not designed to do, that iOS is not, you know, supposed to do, then they do not want you there. So I feel like that kind of shunts creativity a bit. It kind of keeps people from being cre as creative as possible. Uh, you know, I tried to make an app called Share Center that would do something similar to these launcher apps that put items in the Share Center. I mean, the Today screen and the, <laughs> your widgets. And it was rejected because of supposed uh, app review guidelines that were being violated when I saw several apps doing the same thing exactly how mine was supposed to do or supposed to work so I understand what these companies are going through but this is Apple you know you build in their playground and you get what you get yeah like as far as the developer site is concerned like you know it it, it does sound like it's not a very fun situation but at the same time, you know, if you were violating Apple's rules to get your app to do what it's trying to do, then you're violating Apple's rules, and that's, you know, Apple has every right to say something. Um, but if it is true that they haven't been, you know, very communicative to developers and uh, giving them a lot of time, or any time in some cases, it sounds like, from what I remember reading, to fix these issues, then I feel like that's also a problem. I feel like, you know, Apple should be better at responding to the developer questions um assuming these stories are you know 100 percent accurate they they need to be better at responding to developer questions and giving them time to fix their apps before just yanking them from the app store now in all fairness google is the same way i was told that one of the apps i developed was against uh the youtube uh uh, viewing uh, in the background, it got around the YouTube premium um, 
features. And so it was going to be pulled. And I asked, well, how does it do this? You know, can you give me some information? None. So I had to go figure it out for myself as a developer and fix it. So um, this is not just the same on Apple's side. This is on Google as well. Yeah, but at least they told you why some developers claimed that Apple didn't even tell them what was going on in their app. Well, they have to give some information. I've had a lot of app rejections, and it told they told me where in the guidelines I messed up. Uh, so I know for a pretty good fact that they were told at least that much. But another news item that we have, because we got to go ahead and move on, is the fact that Overcast has added a new feature that allows you to share different clips of different podcasts to Twitter or Facebook or other places. So you you could have this part of the podcast shared to some other service so people could hear that part if it's, you know, something interesting. What are y'all's thoughts on this? I think that's really cool. Um, I really do because I feel like it gives um, us as users, as, as listeners of the show, to pick our favorite parts and share them with people, whether we're trying to promote the podcast or... Uh, you know, on a, on a on a broad scale or just to a friend. Be like, hey, you should listen to this. Here's a part of it I think you'll like to get you hooked. Um, so I think, it's an, I, I think it's a really cool feature. Yeah, I think it's really cool that the developer of Overcast has not only done this, but made it completely accessible for voiceover users too. So it's, it's very easy to do. It's really, um, it's, it's, it's really cool. Which brings us to our podcast topic today, and that is to talk about actual podcasts and how to learn from different podcasts. A podcast about podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there are so many ways to learn new things about technology these days, but I think one of the most underused resources is other podcasts. So we wanted to talk a little bit about that today and give some recommendations. So Jason, you had one, right, that you shared to the Slack. Yes, um, I actually shared um, to our Slack community uh, the main podcast page because they have several podcasts, um, not all of which are the criteria we're looking for, but um, CNET. Um, they are owned by uh, CBS Interactive. Um, they do a lot of different podcasts, but the one I was specifically attempting to share before and was having some issues was their uh, CNET how-to podcast. Um, they give you, you know, different uh, technology tips and tricks, and they've got um, all kinds of good stuff. They have uh, video versions of their podcast, audio versions of their podcast, um, you can subscribe and all kinds of different things. They have RSS links. Um, so uh, they are a very good resource to find out, you know, not only how to accomplish uh, a, a given task, but also uh, reviews and what's latest in the world of tech. There are some really cool other podcasts. And one of them that I want to talk about is actually... Co-hosted uh, co by one of a, the familiar faces here on the IACast network, uh, Allison Mervis, and that is the Tech Doctor podcast. 
And that's a really cool show because they have different discussions on different devices. And sometimes they even do different demonstrations on how devices work. So that's with Allison and Dr. Carter. For me, because you never asked, um, <laughs> I have personally started listening to Programming by Stealth, which is one of the podcasts um, co-hosted um, by one of the folks we met at CSUN, Allison Sheridan, and um, uh, gosh, the other gentleman's name is slipping my mind because he built it. He um, he wrote the the content, I believe. Um, Michael, help. I believe I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I know his name's Bart. Yeah. Um. And I'm not even gonna take a stab at it because I know screenwriters butcher it. So, yeah. Okay. Um. But we'll have a link to it in our show notes. We will, and it it the podcast essentially aims to try to teach you programming without making you believe you're being taught. So it it takes it and teaches it in very small little bite-sized portions. So it's it's very nice. Very uh it's still going on actually. It's not a completed series. They have like so, 76 episodes already. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be binge listening to that this summer and and learning from it, but uh, very, very neat podcast along with Taming the Terminal, which is another one um, that talks about terminal commands. So, uh, very, very educational and more on the geeky side. And didn't you tell me, Aaliyah, that in the um, Programming by Stealth podcast, they actually mention accessibility as well? Yes, they do. Yeah, they, they actually do talk about it, even though both of them are cited. So, really cool. Another podcast that's really interesting is a show called IC from David Woodbridge. And he kind of goes through all the different devices he gets and does demos and kind of does teachings of how these things work and different things. So it's a really neat show. I was looking through the episodes before uh, we posted today, and it looks really cool. Another really good podcast for learning new things they have a combination of discussions and demos, but the AppleViz podcast also has a lot of good resources for learning new things about Apple and accessibility, of course. If you don't want to focus on the accessibility and you want some good training on using the Mac and iOS devices such as iPhone and iPad, uh, there's one called MacMost. That's really cool, and they have some good resources. There is this one little podcast uh, out there that has quite a few episodes now, believe it or not, and it's called the IA Democast. You could actually learn quite a bit from that one. (laughs) Who does that show? Oh, I don't know. But basically, these are some good references and some good podcasts that you can use, and there's always more that you can utilize. Um, Allison Sheridan has all kinds of different things. Um, You know, another great one is on the Twit Network, This Week in Tech. And they have a show called Know How where they actually give how-tos on how to do different things with technology. So I would give that a listen as well. Also, one of the things I've done uh, to find good podcasts is I'll just open up like... um, 
you know, iTunes or, or, uh, I think I've done this on the Victor stream, but you know, different podcatchers and stuff and just look at their technology category just to see what shows they have. Look at the descriptions. And if something sounds interesting, listen to an episode maybe, or just take the plunge and subscribe to it. And it's interesting that the range of shows, uh, in technology are more about talking about tech instead of instructional. Um, we could have a whole episode that's a lot longer on technology uh, shows, like the talk shows. So to me, that's pretty interesting yeah. as well. I think it's interesting too. I actually wish you could, um, I don't remember if you can in iTunes, but I, I wish you could sort podcasts by like, um, you know, a general technology section and then like maybe go further and choose like technical instruction or something. But, you know. Jason, do you have any other podcasts that we may have overlooked that you want to mention? Um, I haven't listened to it for a while, uh, but uh, How Stuff Works, which is a really interesting website that explains, well, how stuff works, <laughs> has uh, a podcast um, that I remember liking back when I listened to it. I have, As I said, I haven't listened to it in a long time, but it's uh, still an interesting resource nonetheless. And also, the Hadley School for the Blind uh, does a podcast called Tech It Out. That's with uh, Ricky Inger. So that is how you know it's going to be a great show to learn about different things. Why does her name... Oh, yeah, because they, they did the... Um, she was on one of the... Uh, wasn't she on, like, Triple Click Home or something back when Zero Tech stuff was around? I know podcasts? she was on several of their podcasts back then. I think she was on the main Zero uh, Talk show. I kind of miss those shows in some respects because they had good information. They really did. But uh, the same folks <clears throat> are at it again. You know, Joe Steinkamp's at Blind Bargains, <laughs> so he always has very good information there. And Ricky is now at Hadley doing that show. So there's some great things. And also, if you use JAWS or any of the Freedom Scientific products, FSCast might be a good uh uh, education show to learn more about what's going on with Jaws and everything in their world. Do we have any other final thoughts or comments before we go ahead and wrap up today? I just want to say that, you know, one of the best things to do if you're looking for a podcast um, is to just, like, ask your favorite search engine of choice, too. I mean, you know, you'll see, I'm sure, different podcasts and, and reviews and and and, and links to episodes and just 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 browse the search engines and see what they have to say as far as um technology instructional podcasts as well because I'm, I'm i'm sure that's uh there there are a lot more than we've mentioned here in the short amount of time if you guys are podcasters and you feel like we didn't touch on your shows we will in a future episode and a lot of technology shows weren't mentioned here because we wanted to focus primarily on instructional and not necessarily the discussion portion. So please keep that in mind when you say, why didn't you mention our show? So um, I think it's a good resource. It's a good starting point for you to begin your technology education. And um, yeah, I think it's been a great episode. With that being said... Aaliyah, what's your pick and where can people find you online?
hear that. That's the sound of my pick for this week. That's right. As I am walking outside here, I will discuss my wonderful pick. And in case you're not wearing headphones, I would encourage you to go back and listen to this part with them on. My pick for this week is the Sennheiser Ambio headset. Ah, yes. Made by a partnership between Sennheiser and Apogee. This is a lightning headset that connects to one's iOS devices and allows the user to record in binaural audio. Now, good girl, I have uh, taken my dog outside and uh, I, you can hear the nighttime sounds around me. If you'd like to uh, find it, you can find it for $250 on Amazon, at least that's what it was when I bought it. Normally $300. Come on. Uh, and it is a quite useful little tool. Anyway, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Aaliyah, that's A-L-E-E-H-A, at iAccessibility.net. And you can follow me on Twitter, at BlindCowGirl199. Jason, what is your pick and where can people find you online? So, <laughs> funnily enough, my pick is a podcast. Um, it is not a technology instruction podcast, but it is an awesome podcast nonetheless. It is called Lockdown, and you can find it at wearalive.com. Um, I am really excited to start the episodes of Lockdown because it's a continuation of the storyline from the Wear Alive podcast that uh, uh, Jeff Bishop picked in a previous episode. Man, he has got me so hooked on that show. Like, I have... At night before I go to sleep, which is an interesting time to choose, but uh, I will be, I, I, I am known to listen to several chapters of that thing, and then it's like, alright, I'm only going to listen to one, nope, it's been two, alright, I'll stop here, and then it's like maybe three or four chapters later, because they're split, uh, most of them are split into three episode parts, but uh, Lockdown is going to be so fun to listen to if great audio dramas and... Um, zombies and, and, and stuff like that is your thing. I highly encourage you to check it out again, wearalive.com. So, so good. Jeff was so, so right. Oh my gosh. Excellent stuff there. As far as where people can find me, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at jason at iaccessibility.net. You can search for me on Twitter at jde91. That's Juliet Delta Echo 91. And you can also search for me on Facebook. Just search for Jason Earls. And if you decide to add me, please let me know that you found me from our podcasts. My pick is something I picked up this weekend uh, at the Microsoft Store, and that is an Xbox One X. I had the original Xbox One system. I did not go to the S. So I missed one in the lineup. Shame on me. 
I have been an Xbox user since the Xbox One. And I don't mean the O-N-E. I mean the number one, the first. The I think in 2001, or give or take, that's when that came out. I've loved that console. I, I hmm? forgot it was that old, actually. Yeah, yeah. Halo came oh, out wow. around that time. And I love that console. It is fantastic. And I've been... I When the Xbox 360 came out, they introduced achievement points. And um, I have been addicted to getting achievement points in games ever since. And I'm now uh, picking back up on that addiction full force. And uh, it's just amazing. The graphics are amazing. The console is just great. And... They also, interestingly enough, made the console more accessible, which you'll hear about in our Unbox cast. The original Xbox One had touch-sensitive buttons. This one does not. All buttons are tactile buttons that you can press. Now, there's oh, goods and bads with that, where the touch buttons will last longer. If these wear out, they wear out. But it's just a wonderful system. And I recommend it to any gamer. You know, some people like the PS4 more, but I really feel like Xbox is just the most accessible and the most inclusive game system that is on the market right now, you know, along with PC. So, as I Adopted have common... Xbox controller, anyone? Yeah. <laughs> as I commonly say on this podcast, really good going Microsoft, because I several years ago was a huge opponent to Microsoft because I didn't like where they were going with a lot of their things, except for Xbox. And, you know, I feel like the Xbox has been the focus of a lot of their change recently. That's how it's felt. Um, and I feel like they've really just taken their business to a new level. And so they're amazing. They really are. People can find me producing content for iAccessibility and playing games on my big Xbox. Um, <laughs> you can email me at mikedoeys at iAccessibility.net. That's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E at iAccessibility.net. I'm Mike Doeys on Twitter. You can find me on, on Facebook. Just search for Michael Doeys. And you can, uh, if you do add me, please let me know you found me from the IACast. And you can find me on my website at michaeldoeys.com. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the IA Cast. This has been a good episode. We decided to do something different. This time, Aliyah and Jason recorded in binaural just for fun, and I'm on my usual well, mic. Hmm? For, for people who listen to the stream, uh, considering what my Mac just pulled, I'm kind of glad I decided to do it this way because <laughs> I lost speech and it restarted and it finally came up and i got mad at it and shut it down so <laughs> yep just like this podcast we're about to shut it down <laughs> <laughs> did not even actually see that coming it's pretty fun <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> all right guys we will see you next week for another ia cast episode thank you so much and we'll see you then and don't forget to uh Join our community if you want to be able to chat with us live on our episodes. Um, go ahead and download the Slack app and go to iaccessibility.net slash Slack and sign up and chat with us. We love hearing from you guys. Yep. It's really fun to talk to you all during the show. It's a lot, it's a we lot of fun. We actually share 
what we're going to be talking about on the show before the episode so you get a sneak peek. All right, everybody. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. This show has been brought to you by the IACast Network. We love hearing from you. Email us at feedback at iaccessibility.net. Got Twitter? Follow us at iaccessibility1. Facebook? Search for iaccessibility. Download our free apps for iOS and Android and keep up with all of our content at iaccessibility.net. If you'd like to donate to our show, hit the PayPal button on our website and get early access to our outtakes with a donation at patreon.com slash iacast. Thanks for listening. Copyright 2019, iAccessibility, LLC.